Hello and welcome to the Profit Podcast. Would you believe it's actually been nine months now since our last episode? And, you know, there's a hell of a lot of things that have gone on in that time. So we'll obviously deal with the elephant in the room and talk about that at some point. Before I go any further, the first thing I wanted to do was introduce Paul Campe. Paul, are you okay? Hi, Matt. Yeah, I'm really good. Thanks, mate. I'm excited to be here. Good, good, good. So the reason I've got Paul on today is that Paul is now going to be sort of co-hosting the show with me. We're going to be working on this together so that we can bring you this form of content more consistently and in a slightly different way to maybe the the way we did last time. It'll be a bit more conversational and discussion based, as well as some of the, the interviews and stuff that we'll throw in there as well. But yeah, it was something that me and Paul wanted to get running again. And I think it's something that will be better with two minds working on it and and uh, and seeing where we can push it forward. So I don't know whether yeah. you want to say anything on that, Paul, and just sort of give the no, like, listeners a, a reminder of who you are, because you appeared in episode eight on this podcast. You were Mr. Finance. Was that what it was? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I was one of the episodes was, uh, yeah, all about finance. And that's what I came on and talked about. Um, and I love doing that. And I really respect everything you did in that, all those first episodes of the podcast. I think they were quality. If people haven't listened to them, they should go back and have a listen. But yeah, I think um, I'm keen to to get as much of mine and your experience out there as well. I think we've got probably 30 odd years of experience between us and we've got some hopefully good stuff to share. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also just from, I mean, I might be speaking on behalf of both of us here, Paul, I apologize if, if you don't agree with this, but I think <laughs> something, <on>. something <laughs> I'm almost a bit, um, almost a bit ashamed of in a way is that over these last nine months when people probably needed our help most, you know, it, it's easy to be quiet and just focus on yourself, isn't it? It's, I know we looked after the people that we do directly look after in terms of clients and mentees and things like that. But I think now it's that realization yeah. that, there are people in the industry that unfortunately don't have access to some of the systems that that we yeah. provide trainers with and that we support people with. Mm. And it's making sure that those people get served and, and get served in the right way. Because I know that you and I have talked about some of the things that we did see going on during, especially the first lockdown and, and potentially yeah. the second lockdown, where trainers were just being scared into buying things and joining things in, in the hope that... Oh, it, was it was going bonkers. to give them all the answers. You know, it went mad, didn't it? Yeah, there was a lot of people almost uh, being preyed upon. It's probably a bit strong, but there was opportunity there for for people to to put products out there that when people are in a panic state, they'll buy it, like you said, whether it's useful or not. And we'll, we'll talk probably a bit more about why the timing, why it has been a while since we've put out some content for other trainers. Like you said, I think we we put a lot of time and effort into looking after our tribe and the people around us and making sure that was nice and solid first and that everybody came out of this in a good position. That was definitely one of our priorities, but um, timing feels right to put some stuff out now. So keen to do that, definitely. Yeah, now that things have sort of settled down a little bit, and obviously I think it's something all trainers should do Mm. is that they should always focus on the people that they're already serving before they're they're worried too much about, you know, the next batch of people and the next batch of people. You know, I think that's something we, we probably have done really well over the years is we look after our closest to us first. I think um, that's it, yeah. Serve them. We'll chat about that today, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of our plans over the the sort of coming weeks and months, I just want to give people an idea of, of what it is that we're, we're hoping to do. So 
obviously we want to try and get back to delivering a weekly show. Me and Paul, uh, we're going to freestyle it a bit more. We're going to put out some key ideas that we want to discuss and we're going to see what crops up. And then alongside that, we're going to be delivering some regular trainings and things as well, which we'll, uh, we'll talk about in the next episode. We'll reveal that. So the first thing I'm going to ask of the audience is that if there's any guests that we had on last time round that you particularly enjoyed, reached out and let us know and um, we'll get them back on. And obviously any new guests you'd want to see as well, because we still want to do that interview format as well. So we've already talked about it a little bit, Paul, in terms of what, what we've been doing over the last few months while we've been a bit quiet I'm going to sort of throw this over to you. What, what's been some of the sort of okay. standout moments for you in terms of like things that you've either learned about yourself or that you've seen through the trainers that we help? Like what have been some of the biggest learnings this year, do you think, with everything that's gone on? From 2020? Well, uh, we were just talking about this before we hit record and started going through it, but this isn't the, uh, the only kind of financial crisis or big national crisis I've been through as a PT. <laughs> I'm, I'm old enough now, and you are, I think it was your first year, you said, but yeah, yeah. Um, I've been in the industry now 19 years, so I remember the 2008 financial crash and going through that when we were very early in the stages of building what became profit um, and that was uh, this has been very very similar this time round is that there's a lot of panic there's a lot of people thinking that this is the end of the industry this is the end of certain parts of the industry and uh you've seen a very similar pattern i know it's a pandemic this time and not a financial crisis but i think we've definitely seen <laughs> some fight or flight responses in there and some people doing some wild and wacky shit in um, and forgetting that it was really I think about getting the basics right on a lot of levels. Like people who did a really good job of it got the basics right. I'll give I'll give you an example of that. See what you think. People who um, struggled in the first one saw a fair bit of this. People who struggled in the first one, their communication let them down. Yep. So they were not fast enough to get out what they were doing with clients. They weren't clear enough on the message. And I'm certainly not blaming people for that. I think because it was so unknown, nobody knew what the hell was going on, that a lot of people just froze. A lot of people just buried their heads in the sand, froze, said, I don't want to deal with this. And they didn't deal with it. And they didn't say anything to their clients. They didn't say anything to their colleagues. And it, it really bit them hard. It really bit them in the ass. And I think the guys who who killed it in the early days, and I like to think we did a decent job of this as well with our, with our guys, is we were communicative and we were fast about it. And well, we were as clear as we could be. And I think that helped everybody settle down. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that, um, it's, it's reminding yourself that when these things happen, everyone looks towards leadership, don't they? And it's reminding 100%. yourself that you are a leader, 100%. You know, in your own life, you know, that's probably a, a subject all in itself. But if you just go, if you just go quiet, and I know it's ironic that I mentioned that because I also mentioned that we sort of went quiet in terms of putting stuff out there. But if you go, <laughs> if you go quiet for the people that you, you know, that are closest to you and that you're meant to be looking your after, tribe, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, then it's a case of, well, you know, people then become uncertain about you and, and, and maybe, you know, what it is that, you know, if you if you can't give them certainty and you're normally the person that does, then what 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 does that mean for, for me now? It was early on we did some little videos and bits and pieces about for our guys about three things that I thought was missing or what we're gonna be missing was certainty, like you said, one of them, like that certainty that everything's gonna be all right. 
giving people connection, making them still feel connected to other people, and then starting to give them hope, like a vision for the future of where these things would end up and that it wasn't going to last forever, that it is just a, a time of crisis and it will change. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose it's a good time to maybe just pause for a moment and give people that reassurance that mm. these things happen, these things happen in all industries. I know it's probably hit our industry Um probably the, the hardest or equally as hard as some of the other industries that have that have really struggled because of the way things have been shut down. But mm. I think it's just that reminder that fitness won't go away. It always comes back stronger. It's such a robust industry to be involved in. Like Paul said, he was involved when there was the last sort of global crisis. And, you know, I remember entering the industry to start my PT business in, in 2011 I'd already been in the industry a couple of years before that, but not like in a self-employed manner. And I remember starting that business off the back of 2008, 2009 and thinking, what am I doing here? This is probably the worst <laughs> time in history to start a personal training business. Um, did, um, did you get told by a family member to get a real job? Because I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, I still get that now, Paul. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just that realisation that, you know, there's already such a strong following of people in fitness and regardless of how you're delivering that now, it doesn't matter whether you're an in-person trainer in a gym. It doesn't matter whether you're doing group stuff, whether you're online, whether you're doing zoom sessions, which are obviously now a thing that never really existed before. Yeah. And 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 even that in itself gives you some things to learn as a person and as an industry that you just don't know what that next thing is going to be. Um, absolutely yeah you know and and sometimes in business you're going to have to pivot pretty quickly um i know that you and i have made pivots in our own business paul and we've had to sort of chop and change how we do things and and made decisions but i think it's i just want to reassure everyone that i've got every confidence that this industry will come back as good if not bigger than better than it was before because it just it's one of those industries that just never seems to go away it always seems to recover it always seems to to grow off the back of these types of things i can tell you firsthand it will 100 percent come back be having been through one of these things before and had all exactly the same messages being put out there this is a luxury industry people won't buy it like i said i had the family members telling me you need to get a proper job you need to think about your family and paying for things i was like look you don't understand health and wellness is never, ever going away. There might be a few changes in the delivery systems, like, you know, like you mentioned Zoom and things like that, but this industry is never going away. And if anything now, there's probably some new opportunities that we didn't see before, and there's chances to make, you know, more impact in certain areas and, and definitely more revenue in certain areas as well. So it's, I think it's exciting. All these things, once you get through them, and you have to get through them. That's one of the, you know, the, the main things to get across. You've got to get through it. So you need to do the right things to get through it. But once you're out the other side, I think it can be a real chance to grow and learn. Yeah, yeah. I think that that is worth reiterating that, that idea of you do have to get through it. You have to you push have to through, it. through it. I suppose yeah. it's the true test of how passionate you are about what it is that you do. If you can work through it, then I think that will stand the test of time in terms of, you know, I bet once you went through what you did first time, Paul, you were never in any doubt that you could always build a business and sort of sustain a business even through the worst of times, which is why you then handled 
the next situation that that occurs that little bit better, don't you? <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, definitely. And when you're down in those areas, when you're in like a crisis period, you never think it's going to end. Like I've had that feeling before. Yep. But guess what? When you're killing it and you're making as much money as you need to and you're having an amazing impact and the business is growing, you never think that's going to end either. Both of those things are an illusion, a complete illusion. They will end, both of them. And it's very seasonal, you know, and off the back of this one, I've got no doubt that the industry will grow again and that there'll be massive opportunities. So it's just about, you know, doing what you need to do to get through it, get to the other side, stay passionate. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And obviously we'll try and do our best to sort of keep you guys informed with how we think we see the industry changing and and things Mm. that we're noticing and maybe, you know, some of the great stuff that's happening, maybe some of the things to look out for you know, we'll, we'll do our best to try and stay sort of ahead of the curve as best we can. And, and, you know, we have got that little bit of experience, as you said, of we've, we've been through these things before and it's knowing, right, here's what generally comes next, blah, blah, blah. Now you've got to focus on these things. Now you've got to focus on these things. I mean, one of the things you mentioned, Paul, before we hit record was that these periods of time are generally a great time to double down on what you're good at and, and get even better at those things during that recession last time round, it was a case of, you know, become a better in-person PT coach, get better at sort of the systems behind my business and things like that and, and understand what it takes to run a robust system. And it's, again, it's just reminding people that if you are a little bit quieter within your business at the minute, if you haven't got as many clients as you usually have or used to have, there's still an opportunity there to do something positive for your business that will then have compounding effects further down the line that's a really good point i always think positioning is really important when you get a period like this where you've got a chance to double down on up upskilling and getting more strings to your bow, just just getting better at things like client care because you're a bit quieter it doesn't mean that you're not going to be busy soon and it's about positioning yourself ready to take that opportunity and um i think like I wonder how many people, I heard loads of people say this at the start of the first lockdown, I'm going to read so much, I'm going to do this course, I'm going to learn a language, I'm going to spend my time doing this X, Y, and Z. And um, sort of, you could hear it when people were saying they were going to do all this stuff. What generally follows things like that is overwhelm and no action. (laughs) Like just overwhelm, confusion, and they end up doing nothing. Instead of just thinking, well, if I just chip away at two or three things each week, and we've got four months of this. We didn't know four months at the time, but we know now it was four months of a chance to do something like that. Then imagine what you where you could be. Imagine what position you could be in ready to snap up an opportunity when it comes through. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. Um, and I think something else that's probably worth pointing out along a similar track is that, you know, there was things that I was doing before all of this happened that at the time maybe weren't imperative for the functioning of my business. So for example, I was running the podcast. Um, It wasn't something I was doing as a paid thing or anything like that. I was doing it because I enjoyed it. But the skills I learned in doing that thing then helped me with what came next. Um, I was very, very comfortable. While most people didn't even know what Zoom was, I was really comfortable on Zoom because I'd been using it to record podcast interviews I already had a microphone. I already had good sound. I knew a little bit about making sure that the lighting was okay and things like that. So when it came to approaching my clients about doing that, I was actually really pretty confident that I could do a good job of that. I never knew that I was going to need that skill. I never knew that 
launching and running a podcast was going to help me in delivering a PT business one day in that way. So I suppose as well, it's just this idea of, yes, focus on on what you need to get good at and double down on that, but then also focus on other things that you can maybe spend a little bit of time on. And even if it's not obvious to you now where you might need that skill, it'll probably come around at some point. It'll probably yeah. serve a purpose somewhere along the line. Yeah, totally agree. You you wouldn't see those things looking forward, with you, but you see them looking back now that what a vital thing that was. You were yeah. ready to go. Yeah. yeah, I suppose it's similar to trainers that were already out there um, producing really good social media content and things Definitely. like that. They were yeah. already doing it. So then when the time came that, right, I need to double down on my online business, they were already consistently doing that. It's easier for them to pick up online clients. They're already doing it. At the time, they might have just been doing it because they enjoy doing it. They, they, you know, they get a little bit of a kick out of it or whatever. Um, and it's something they want to get better at. But then when when something happened, it was something that actually became really useful. It put them ahead of the curve. Yeah, um, it's having it just that little bit of faith and, um, you know, not looking for the immediate return on yep. it as well. Like offsetting that immediate gratification and thinking, right, well, I'm going to do this because I feel like it's going to just help me as a person, as a PT, and because it's something I enjoy. And who knows, it might be a skill I'll use in the future. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Something that could come along at some point. Yeah, um, I like that. So is there anything else that you sort of wanted to bring up in this, in this first episode, Paul, I know that it's, this one's more of more of a case of just sort of welcoming everyone back and, and saying, look, we're here. We're ready to serve you all again. Here's one or two things we've learned. I know that there's a few things you had noticed noted down and that's, is there anything else you want to mention in this, in this sort of first show back? We talked about just having a chat through 2020 and one of the big points you made about, you know, the industry going forwards and is is there a prosperous and exciting industry going forwards? And 100% yes. So I think it's about just making sure people are resilient enough and have got the skills to get through the current pandemic and then get to the other side and take advantage of the opportunities. And if we can help with information like that, then that's great. Yeah, yeah. So I think just to tie things up then for this first one, we'll we'll keep it relatively short and sweet, this first one, just to bring everyone back in and warm everyone back into it. If we, if we were to sort of, I know we're just sort of spitballing here, but if we were to highlight a couple of the key characteristics of, of people that have done well over the last few months and will do well moving forwards and maybe some of the key skills that people keep, keep needing to work on, mm. what do we think they are? We've already mentioned like leadership. You need to be someone that, that can lead by example and you, know, you, don't, you don't have to be someone that's got a social media, media following of 10 million people to lead. Um, no, absolutely not. I think leadership comes into it. If we maybe give it as a bit of a, there's four areas that I think I've been telling a lot of people about during the lockdown, which, and put these in an order as well, so that people were like, well, which one do I do first? Well, it was in an order. Yep. And the first one being that you had to look after yourself which communication comes into. You had to communicate with yourself really, really well. So you had to have time that you did that each day. And obvious things that we know as PTs and people listening to this podcast will know as well. You have to look after your your movement side of things, your exercise. You have to look after your nutrition. You have to look after your mind and you have to look after your sleep. Those were priority one. That's what people who did well in the pandemic, that, that was the first thing they took care of. Second thing on the list then was your friends, family, loved ones, time with them, and also your fun and your entertainment. So things that kept you inspired, happy, 
happy to be alive and excited to do something. And they didn't have to be big things, especially during the lockdown. People, I can't go to the pub or I can't go and see my friends or I can't, you know, go snowboarding or can't go on holiday was a quite a common one as well. Well, I get it. What can you do? Is there something you can do? Where can you find excitement in some of the smaller things? So I think that was important as well. And then the third area was, um, and obviously communications involved in that as well. The third area was your current tribe. So looking after the people that at the minute are either paying you for your services as clients or are just part of your team. And they already trust you. They already buy into what you do. They're just looking for that awesome level of service. And I think if you got them top three areas right, most people did pretty well. Yep. Uh, and have come out of this doing uh, amazingly well. And maybe if, if those are three areas we've just been through and you're thinking, actually, I didn't do a great job of those things, that's, that's something to have a bit of reflective work on. If you nailed those three areas or if you're currently nailing them, then it's looking at new sales, new opportunities, the way forwards, if you like, and, and spending as much time as you can on that marketing social media or anything else that falls into those categories but i think first and foremost those three areas were the big ones yeah they're the foundation aren't they because if you've not got yeah. them in place then whatever you do next will fall apart anyway um yeah and absolutely. i suppose the only the only other thing i i'll mention on that 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 i noticed um and again luckily i think we we've done a good good job over the last few years of surrounding ourselves with really good people and i think that helps like having people around you that are a great influence because one thing i did notice was yeah especially in our industry, was that there was a lot of complaining going on. There was a lot of, and I know we all like a, a little whinge now and then. We like to let off a bit of steam, but it's it's how can you then be solution focused after having a bit of a whinge and a moan? You know, the gym's shut, so what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, not just whinging that the gym's shut, you know. There were a few people early on that were just sort of burying the heads in the sand and hoping it would all blow over and, and the, the, the gym had opened in a week and we could get back to life as it was and i think we've all come to realize now that to some degree I, I don't quite know in what ways but life will never quite be the same as what it was before and and that's okay like ch- the only thing that's guaranteed is change yeah um, yeah yeah these things they make they leave a mark on you things like this leave a mark on you whether we kind of go back to our you know exactly how we were living before or what it leaves a mark it leaves a little bit of an indentation in your brain that you think i'll remember that yeah. and it does it gives you a different perspective um but yeah like the whinging thing i i get what you mean there was a ton of really support it was a really interesting thing to see early on in the the first lockdown as well that there was all these support groups going on you know everybody was really together and camaraderie and then when it started to get down to the nitty-gritty that we weren't going to be let out for a while that all changed and it really started to become quite quite you know negative and a bit toxic in some of these support groups and uh yeah that's it's a good point like surround yourself with people who know how to deal with that it's not about not whinging i think everybody needs to have that capacity and that platform to to get that whinge out yep but in a healthy way and in a yep. way that then you're able to move on and support each other and, and deal with that and express it in a healthy way and i think some of the the support groups were not that <laughs> No, no. So, I, think yeah, a difference. I think it's a really good point. I think there's a difference between whinging from a place of wanting to find a solution and whinging just for whinging's sake. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. And I'll, t- I'll leave it on one thing that I, l- I really liked. You did, a, you did a little video for, for our guys just after the first lockdown, telling them uh, on communication to say, listen, Zoom 
is probably here to stay. So one of the things that we want you to do is make sure that you're positive when you talk about Zoom with your clients. Even though you're back in the gym, even though I know you're loving being back face to face with your clients, it's great. We're all happy. You might need Zoom again. <laughs> and it was so it was so true. It was so true because I do know PTs who did slag off Zoom when they went back in gyms and they lost clients because of that when we went on this second lockdown. Yeah, I could just yeah. foresee a situation where people were using potentially going to use the downfalls of something like zoom to sort of coax people back into the gym and i'm like i get it i understand yeah just remember that that's a very short-term win that there might be a long-term loss that you'll never undo you will never undo that loss um yeah you know it's not it's not good to sort of try and manipulate people in that way um so yeah yeah i remember giving people that warning and then unfortunately my prediction was right and we did need to rely on being out of the gym again but obviously that's what we're here to try and help people do that's it and it might be you know there could be other ones coming up so things we've got to consider yeah yeah definitely so um i think for today we'll uh we'll wrap that one up there paul it's good to sort of dust off the mic and uh and and sort of get back on the airwaves as it is so yeah man we're we're hoping to be here every week with a, a show for you guys as we were earlier on this year and, and obviously most of last year and um, they'll be released on a wednesday as they always were so keep an eye out for things being posted and that and yeah we'll keep you all up to date with what we're working on and what's coming next in terms of the next episode um we're going to be focusing on the trainers or the people in the industry that haven't actually got a support system around them. So we're going to talk about some of the things we're hoping to do to help the people in the industry that, you know, maybe don't have a mentoring system or don't have an education system and don't have a team, which fortunately we do have. We do have that around us. You know, we're part of a group of trainers that that really work together and pull together and help one another. So we want to try and dedicate a little bit of time to that group of people. And, and we're going to talk to them about a few things that we've got going on for those people out with Paul and just outline that for them. Absolutely. Yeah. Looking forward to it. So join us again for that one next week. And as always, if you haven't done so already, please leave us a review on Apple podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this. And you know if you accidentally unsubscribed because we weren't releasing any shows anymore please subscribe again and to make sure that you get notified each week when we release a show and we will catch you next week see you later bye everyone the pro-